I think, I believe we have Assemblywoman uh, Jody Giglio on the air with us. Jody, are you with us? Nope, I guess we don't have Assemblywoman Jody Giglio at this point. Yeah, we're waiting for I just did, I did receive a text message, and uh, she did say she was going to try to call in. So she's, she's going to get, we'll, we'll give her uh, a couple more minutes uh, in order to make the phone call. Um, it, it, additionally, when one thinks about it, uh, we have 150 members of the state assembly. We have 63 members of the state senate, and the the uh, the Democratic Party, uh, centric in New York City, tends to control public policy initiatives in New York State. The governor, the governor of this state, uh, uh, essentially comes from Western New York, but she seems to be more interested in what's happening in New York City. And for the most part, when one when one thinks about it. Um, we don't get the same policy initiatives for Nassau and Suffolk County for Long Island that we normally should get. And that's that's one of the, the major problems that we have right now. Now, I think we have Assemblywoman Jody Giglio. Assemblywoman, are you with us? Good morning, I am. How are you today? I'm doing well. Uh, sorry to, uh, I, maybe, are you up in Albany or you're on your way or you're just waking up? Nope, I got here late last night and ready to start the day. So oh, okay. no better play, no better way to start the day than with Long Island News Radio and you, Tom. Thank you so much, Jody. Appreciate that. We just spoke to one of your colleagues, uh, Assemblyman Joe, um, Joe DeStefano. Uh, he's talking about what they're expecting this week. Uh, and uh, he said the budget, the budget is, is, is on the minds of everyone. Is that the big agenda for the week? Yeah, the governor's supposed to be putting out our budget. I believe it's uh, tomorrow at noon. So we shall see what is in there and how much money is going to be spent for uh, various different housing projects that she has in mind. It's going to be a key component of that because I know every year when the budget comes out, my main focus is uh, to see, well, what are the school districts going to get? Because we get so many phone calls on my midday show where people are complaining about property taxes, property taxes. And uh, so the most important thing is to make sure that we get our fair share in our Long Island school districts. One thing you do as a member of the assembly is you are a guardian of the school districts within your assembly district. Doug Smith, the same thing, and all the other members of the assembly, Joe DeStefano, want to make sure that the spending uh, to the local school districts or the money, the revenues coming into the local school districts is at least the same, if not more. Because costs go up. Yeah, well, with- you know, part of, the, part of the problem with that is that um, the school districts are forced to budget for their school year before the state budget even comes out. So they don't even know how much money they're getting. So I've, I've talked to Doug Smith about that because how can a school district budget and how can they hire and how can they do renovations or classrooms and and things of that nature when they don't know how much money they're getting from the state the school districts really feel like they've been shorted out all these years for everything that they've anticipated getting as a matter of fact last year you know three of my school districts got a a tremendous increase in the foundation aid and it, it wasn't enough you know, they had, they felt like they had one of my school districts, I'm not going to say which one, said, you shorted us $800,000. And I said, how can we short you when you don't know how much you're getting? How do you budget and hire and anticipate getting this money when you don't have, you know, it in your hand? And um, But I think that's part of the problem with the state is that the school districts are forced to put out their budget long before they know how much aid they're getting from the state. I believe it's never really been and then it, with and it. then it affects yeah. your property taxes 
Yes, well, that's that's the key. You know, you've got people in the William Floyd School District. I always use them because they are a, a district that has a lot of residential homes, but not enough commercial property. Commercial property tends to generate local dollars for the school district, just like your property taxes. Seventy-two percent of your property tax bill goes to the local school district. It's not the town of Brookhaven or the town of Islip or the town of Smithtown. They're actually pretty good bargains when one thinks about it. They're commensurate to the lower property taxes that exist all over the country. We always compare New York property taxes with places like South Carolina, North Carolina, and Florida. They just have different spending plans and ways in which to pay for schools. And I felt that we need to do that. But yet it almost seems that come Wednesday, when the governor does uh, present her budget to you folks, that uh, you're going to have your work cut out for you once again, uh, making sure that the school districts get their dollars, when in essence, that nobody tends to want to deal with a better spending plan for our schools. Any thoughts on that, uh, Assemblywoman? Oh, I have many thoughts on that. And, you know, one of the biggest problems is that, um, you know, we have all these affordable housing projects that are getting built in these districts. And a lot of, and I, I'm happy to say that I'm now the ranker on the people with disabilities. Uh, I asked for that position and I got it. But we have a lot of students in these affordable housing projects that have, you know, need a a wheelchair access to get on a school bus. They need an aid by their side in the schools. And, you know, a lot of that is getting put into the school and it costs a lot of money to care for those kids. Those kids need care. But, you know, I want to see what the governor's plan is for that, for for people that are in these housing developments where they have industrial development agency incentives and the school district is not getting their money they're estimating that they're going to have five kids that are attending the school and then they end up with 30 kids that are attending the school and a lot of them needing um additional services well when the governor does put this uh, proposal out there is there any possibility now i'm, I'm taking a, a rough guess you, you know better than i do the spending plan for the year that we're in right now is 218 billion dollars uh something like that give or take a billion or two uh does one <laughs> expect it to go up or does one expect absolutely. it to go down it, well you yeah, absolutely. absolutely i mean but where is this money coming from jody assemblywoman giglio we lost 180,000 people last year that's 180,000 or so taxpayers so, uh, you know, well, we all wonder where that. this money's come from. Go ahead, John. Go ahead. Not only that, but the federal government is not going to be as generous with their money as we can see. They're on a crunch, and, and they want a debt ceiling. So, you know, the the money is not going to be printed. I, I, it's hard to imagine that, you know, we're $30-plus trillion in debt as a country. And during COVID, they were very generous. But there are still people. There are hospitals. There are community awareness programs, there are um, nursing homes that have still not seen their federal aid. One is expecting $2.8 million, $2.8 million, a nursing home in my district. And if they don't get that money, they're going to have to be taken over by the state. And I think we're going to see a lot of that. And I think that that's the intent in seeing legislation here is that the state wants to run things and they want everybody to be a government employee. Dollar figure on they the amount of They want to put the not-for-profits out of business. Yeah. 
Is there a dollar figure on the uh, pandemic money that hasn't been spent yet? I, I, this may be an out-of-the-left question. You may not know that number. But what is the number of money that's still sitting around uh, gathering dust that uh, was sent uh, to Albany by Washington during the pandemic years that has not been spent? Do you know what that number is offhand? You know, I saw Tom DiNapoli the other night, and I told him that I was going to go into his office and, and spend some time with him because I have other questions also. But he uh, uh, that's a good question for me to ask him as to how much money is being held over from the year before or the years before, I should say, um, you know, being used as a rainy day fund. Because part of the problem with uh, the budget last year is that the reserves that the governor wanted to put into a fund got raided by one party rule. And so uh, I think the taxpayers have a right to know that because again Absolutely. this 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 budget when one thinks about it I can't tell you how many calls I get on my midday program from people uh, calling in from these uh, low wealth districts. When we say low wealth districts folks, we mean low uh, residential property districts. You know, those with large uh, excuse me uh, commercial property. Those with a large, a lot of commercial property tend to tend to do very well when in terms of a tax base, a, uh, a property tax base, in order to fund their schools better. But you've got homes that are not worth what some of those other homes are worth in those property rich districts. Property rich meaning commercial districts that uh, are worth a lot more than those in the property poor districts, meaning more residential dollars, not meaning anybody's poor or anything like that, but uh, just not able to raise the money for the schools. Uh, again, I think that's where the disparity is, is not recognizing that. And I'm hearing people that live in, let's say, uh, the Longwood School District or the William Floyd School District, uh, easily paying thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars $16,000 a year in property taxes, with 80, 72 to 80 percent of it going to the local schools. Again, a problem. And if for some reason and the governor decides well, we're cutting the monies to some of these local school districts because we want to see it allocated elsewhere else is that's where the fight comes in for somebody like a Doug Smith or a Jody Giglio or a Joe DiStefano. That's your fight. Absolutely. And I think you have to look at the population too compared to and, and the revenues for the school district where they're coming from, whether it's coming from residential or it's coming from commercial. You know, there are a lot of districts um, school districts in particular that come out and fight these industrial development agency projects um, because they're saying they're not getting their money for the school district for some time, could be 10 years, and lately we've seen 20-year and 30-year tax abatements, which is far too long in my opinion. If you can't make your business plan work after 10 years, then you shouldn't be building it, and you shouldn't be doing it. But I think we really do need to look at that and as an assessment and see how much revenue to the school district is coming from homeowners versus commercial. And those are the school districts that need help. You have many school districts that have a lot of commercial development. I mean, Riverhead School District has Route 58. School buses are not pulling up to those businesses and taking kids to school, but they're paying the high taxes. And I think that that is something that you need to look at. And, we, I mean... I can't believe how many school districts I have in my one district, which is, you know, 140,000 people. You And you see so many school districts. You know, you have Mount Sinai, you have Miller Place, you have Rocky Point, you have Wading River, you have Riverhead, you have Southold, you have, you know, Southampton. You have all those school districts in really a very small area. But I don't, I think that to take that fight on and say, 
you know what, we have superintendents and we have principals for each one of those school districts, and they make a lot of money, and rightfully so. They have a very big job, and, and they have to be responsible with it to make sure these kids are being educated properly. But when you look at the statistics as to where we are in the country as far as education, it's not great. I think that's where the debate is, and I think it starts now. Uh, the deadline to pass that budget is by April 1st, is that correct? Yes, and last year we ended up, and you know, it really irks me, and I let my colleagues know last week when we ended, you know, when we were supposed to start session at 2 o'clock and we didn't start until 3, 3, 3.30, but, I mean, granted, there was a snowstorm and people are coming from all over the place, but we were done by 4.30, and, and I'm sitting there scratching my head in my office with my staff, you know, preparing my bills to be refiled, saying, what, what? we're going to have like a marathon week, the week the budget is supposed to be adopted, where we'll be there 24, 24 hours a day for three to five days. Last year, I don't think we got out of there until the 5th or the 6th. And then session was supposed to end on the 2nd. I don't think it ended on the 5th. So it's um, really, it's quite incredible, the process up here. Uh, uh, Both you and and Assemblyman Doug Smith uh, come on the program on Thursdays, and the budget times was, I hate to use the phrase crunch time, but it was crunch time when one thinks about it, that uh, the amount of work that had to go into that, and so much has to be done, and it's not that simple, particularly when you're dealing with a budget of $218 billion. You know, uh, I, I happened to catch on television the um, the budget of South Dakota. I was watching Christy Nome give her, uh, Governor Christy Nome of South Dakota, give her um, uh, b- b- budget address or State of the Union, and it was it was almost silly. I think it was a, a budget of $2.8 million for the state of South Dakota. I mean, that's to me, that is such an easy state to run when you think about it. There's, first of all, there's not a lot of people there. They only have a budget of $2.8 million. But I, I think here in New York State, we spent $2.8 million out of our budget in 20 minutes when one thinks about it. Well, uh, of two New, York state, New York State, you know, we, the budgets, take care of everything from A to Z. It's, you know, it's it's no longer, you know, a hand up. It's a hand out and inviting people to come here for for everything that they could possibly need. I mean, I was watching TV earlier where they have the Watson Hotel, where they have these immigrants that are there, and they're trying to move the immigrants to, you know, the Brooklyn um, Terminal, the water terminal, so because they have like the Red Cross does when there's a hurricane where they have the thousand cots in one room and the the migrants won't go. And they want the hotel rooms for families that have come here. So now the people are are taking up occupancy on the sidewalk in the tents because they were kicking them out of the hotels in order to get the families to live in the hotel so they could have privacy. I don't know. You know, I look at all this money that we spend in, you know, government-run facilities, um, group homes, hospitals, nursing homes, um, shelters. I look at all this money that we spend, and we are not doing anything to help people to be able to take care of themselves and become earners 
to where not only do they have enough money to take care of themselves, but they have the money to pay the taxes and pay into pay into the benefits that they're receiving. And the hard-working taxpayer is becoming um, a, a thing of the past, you know, where they're feeling like they're struggling. Everybody that I have talked to is talking about their exit plan, how to get out of New York. Um, I, I just, I look at the not-for-profits when I did my state tour from Buffalo all the way to New York City, and then I'm going to finish on Long Island. But I went to all the not-for-profits that were group, home, group homes and people taking care of schools for children with disabilities and, and how they're run. And they're run like a top-notch agency. And then I visited the state facilities. And it, it's it's just not the same. And the people that are working in the state facilities are making 25 to $30 an hour with retirement, while the not-for-profits are making minimum wage. And the state is poaching those workers. So the not-for-profits are really you know, tinkering on going out of business and becoming a state agency. And that's not good for anybody in New York. Is is there budget lines that say how much of, and, and I know, again, we'll look very closely at the governor's budget on Wednesday, that go towards New York City and those communities that have been inundated with those uh, individuals seeking amnesty, crossing the border, being bussed into New York City, uh, being put into uh, city housing. I know uh, Mayor Adams is, is really at the end of his road. He doesn't have any more money left. Is there money in that budget uh, to house and to feed and and to uh, uh, somehow assimilate uh, people into a sanctuary state, which is what New York State is. As, is there a budget line on that? Do you know? We shall see. We will be dissecting the budget, and that's another great question that we'll be looking into. It's uh, We don't know until we actually see the budget. And thank God we have great staff up here in Albany that dissect the budget, that give us a line-by-line as to what it's for, what are the things in there that, you know, we may not like as conservatives in thinking that the basic needs of people need to be met and all the bells and whistles for, you know, to keep people here for votes, essentially, in my opinion. Assemblywoman, one would think that uh, the southern border and how it's had an impact on the number of people that have come in, two and a half million people, I think, this year, uh, 2022 alone, um, certainly has impact local economies. We've seen it in uh, in Texas. But uh, there should be that assistance, almost 100 percent coming from the federal government, which, again, as we all know, is having its own problems, that the New York state taxpayer should not have to pay for the sins of others. When I say others, I'm talking about the fact that we don't have a cogent plan for the southern border. And that, to me, mm-hmm. is the sin that I'm talking about. So uh, it, it seems like the taxpayer should not be penalized by that. And something that we'll do here on this radio station is to ask folks like you and Doug Smith and Senator Murray, uh, are we finding these dollars coming from local funds, local meaning New York State? Uh, you could comment. you got two minutes left. Well, I can tell you that my uh, son left his car unlocked in our driveway not too long ago, uh, actually three weeks ago, right after Christmas when we had a barrage of car um, thefts, people breaking into cars in my very quiet neighborhood, which, you know, it doesn't happen. But you look at letters from school districts from that one principal that's asking for money so the student could pay the coyote. And we wonder why there is so much theft, why there are so many drugs, why there are so many people getting involved in the sale of drugs. It's because they need the money to pay the coyotes. And it, it all starts 
with them coming into coming over and wanting a better life, yes, but not doing it the right way. And I think you're going to see a revolt again from the people that have been here, that have come here legally, and that are having to pay taxes for the people that are just strolling across the border and trying to find a trying to find uh, cover. And once again, Assemblywoman Jody Giglio, thank you. You've got a busy week. I know we had Joe DeStefano, Dean Murray also, and uh, Doug Smith all up there representing Long Island. And uh, you've got a very busy week. And I want to thank you. 